Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. We're glad you're here. Um, By the time this episode comes out, I just want to say that we will be at over 10,000 downloads of this podcast. So, wow. Thank you for listening to us and continuing to listen to us. We love you guys so much. Pretty cool. I remember... I remember back in the day <laughs> when we the podcast was just an idea, and look at us now. I know. I uh, when we do hit ten thousand downloads, um, I'm going to share something. But looking back, it seems a little bit cringe, but uh, it's it's just sort of um, something about Jill and I from the beginning Uh-oh. of our. <laughs> It's it's adorable. It's adorable to look back on now based on just uh, things that have changed and where we're at now with uh, I'm all I'm going to tell you is that it has to do with content creation. Uh Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) I'm excited. Um, We'll do a little. Yeah. However many years in review when we hit. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should definitely do like a recap and maybe talk about some of our favorite episodes um and our favorite topics i think that would be kind of fun so we'll, we'll plan for that for next recording um to, well well i'm really excited about today's topic so i almost <laughs> forgot about wins do you have a win for the week <laughs> um i thought i did but apparently it's gone you go first um my win um, okay, so kind of a business win, I guess. Uh, for the last six months, I've been in a coaching mentorship um, for fitness professionals who are moms. Um, it's a very specific niche group, um, and we all have the same kinds of values. We're all like, um, you know, obviously like good people. Um, and uh, Uh, It's coming to an end and I have done so well with what we've been learning and my business has been doing really great. So I was able to continue on into like the next, like sort of like the, the next step, the next maintenance, um, whatever for this mentorship, um, which I'm really excited about. And we were mapping out like, the next quarter or the next half of the year and things are I'm feeling pretty excited about the way that things are going um it's amazing to me how much um how much work I've done in the last six months that has nothing to do with actually coaching clients um when it comes to business um there's a lot of back-end stuff which I think we should do a whole episode on like what you don't see yeah there's a there's a (laughs) lot that goes on behind the scenes but that's exciting and fun that you're enjoying it too I know I've done a few like businessy things that I just didn't find 
brought the value that they were charging. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you're having the opposite experience because I think it is tough to find like business coaching people that are worth what they charge. If that makes yeah, sense. and and I will say that like anything that's worth it is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think you do have to really vet um, the type of people that you choose to work with because um, a lot of people will just be like, yeah, like you're just gonna like cold DM people and like pay ads and like all this stuff, and there's and it's like okay but that doesn't feel authentic and that's and... also running that's my <laughs> least favorite thing about business coaching when they're like run ads i'm like cool so i'm paying you to tell me to spend more money right cool cool cool, cool. <laughs> and you know what it's inter- i always find it interesting because you know when you see either like a business that you know or somebody do paid ads on like facebook um there's often a lot of really like the comments are like just not it right? Like it often hits the wrong people and they're like, yeah, like how much? Like, you know, you you can tell that they just like don't care Mm -hmm. about the program. So um, I don't know. I don't want to say that I'll never do paid ads, but like that just doesn't feel like the vibe over here um, to me anyways. And we did talk about it in my business mentorship and the leader of it was like, you know, like this is this is what we found and this is what we do, but like you have to make sure that it's the right thing for you and your business, because if it's not, then you're not going to do well at it. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. Anyways. Fair enough. It's got to be the right vibe. Um, my wins. I just have a few little things, but they're still pretty cool. Um, as you should know by now, I moved. It's been almost a month. I bought a couch this week and that felt very adult of me. Um, I don't know why buying a couch felt more more adult than like buying other things. <laughs> but Couches are expensive. Couches um, are expensive. Also, can I just say that Jill sent me a Snapchat of the couch and I was like, your your hair was that color yep it's a very <laughs> it's, it's a very on brand couch no one should be super and she surprised. was like that's exactly why i bought it and i was like i knew it i was pretty against buying a used couch because i mm, i have lots of feelings about used couches yeah. but this girl was selling it and it was like barely used and it just wouldn't fit in her new apartment so i ended up going with a good old marketplace couch but i've also discovered you have to for like fabric things you got to be really picky about who you buy from because you can just like catch right. vibe sometimes and i'm like yeah i don't want your used couch <laughs> yeah yeah could you imagine if you like not saying that this is going to happen it seems like a legit thing but like what if you got like bed bugs yeah from a couch or like i don't know and that just... was the thing with this couch is it came from like another girl who lives in an apartment and her apartment was like well kept and i was like you know what i trust right. it versus some people yeah. like scary basement couches i'm like can't mm. do it. so i feel yeah. very salt that i bought a couch um and i don't know since moving i just feel very like stable mentally which not <clears throat> that i was like an unstable mess before but we had 
some issues and I wasn't like feeling the most at peace in my brain um, before I moved. So I think it has a lot to do with still being in a new environment. I've just been really enjoying my new routines, which Jess knows that two years ago, Jill would have been pooping her pants and probably crying because I had to go do new things with new people that I don't know. <laughs> um, so I just think it's pretty cool. Like it's one of those moments where you realize how much work you've put in, if that makes sense. Mm. Like the fact that I'm able to just like move downtown and walk alone 90% of the time and go to a new gym and like feel at peace doing all those things is pretty cool for me and my anxious brain. Yeah, totally. So. Well done you. Thanks. And I said that the other day to um, a friend because he was like, I know that'd probably give you social anxiety. I was like, actually, I don't really notice my social anxiety very much. And I don't think I've really recognized that until I was like, oh, yeah, hmm. that would stress me out. But like it would have six months ago, a year yeah, ago. Totally something like that so just pretty cool um this week we're talking about I think this is kind of inspired by Jess if you don't follow her on Instagram you should but she's doing a red flag series on her Instagram so we're doing one on the pod this week it's, and the one on my Instagram not gonna lie it's probably gonna be sporadic and like as and when they come up but um, it's probably going to be ongoing for a while because there's always red flags Ever, within fitness and nutrition. So, yeah. And I think we've done some like red flags in the past and I always think it's fun to talk about and they're always new and there's always something more <laughs> to chat about. Yeah. And man, our industry is so wild and so unregulated. Uh, I mean, it really yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, uh, when I I posted a red flag yesterday, um, and somebody sent me. They were like, "Yeah, I just listened to this podcast about this girl, Brittany Dawn, I think is her name." And I was like, "Who's that?" And then they sent me the link, and I was like, "Oh wow, it was this gal who." Uh, I can't believe you don't know who Brittany Dawn is. This was you know what? So honestly, like Donna kind of familiar, but I was like, "What?" Anyways, she ended up selling uh, meal plans to people um on tiktok and instagram um saying they were unique and whatever and in fact they were generic and uh she's not qualified to do that and uh she people ended up you know getting sicker because of her um and everything and uh it just goes to show that somebody can create a instagram or a tiktok and just tell you who they decide they are that day and and you don't know if that's true or not um, she is a fascinating lady. Um, she got sued by the whole ass state of. You got to really screw up to get sued by an entire state, so like the state of Texas. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you can't do this for like wrongful whatever neglect or yeah. something like that. Um, but like, she got sued by a whole ass state. Like, that's crazy to me. And she ended up making people just sign like NDAs and gave them their money back. Mm -hmm. like, I'll give you your money back if you just like shut up about it. But like, yeah, would have been one of the people that was like, you're either paying me a lot of money or I'm not shutting up. Like, I would not sell yeah. it easy as like. Well, fun <laughs> i think this is why this is why it kind of triggered this person to tell me about her yesterday is because i just renewed my liability insurance mm -hmm. 
And on it, they give you a list of these are the things that we do not have your back when it comes to. And there's like, like you have to pay extra if you're coaching children. Um, you know, like says like it literally says meal plans. Um, and like, you know, a list of like whatever. And it actually says like if you're providing meal plans, you need to have insurance through somebody else. Um, I get fired up about meal plans because there's so <laughs> many trainers that offer meal plans, and I guarantee yes. you some are certified. I and not to be like toot my own horn. I can count on one hand how many trainers I know are certified to do meal plans, and it's me and one other trainer in my entire network of trainers. You are literally the only trainer coach that I know that can give meal plans. And I know I actually have quite a few people in my life who are registered dietitians. They can. Um, that's it. Like, they're, the list yeah. is short. Um, so there's like, not many huge red flag. Yeah, there's not many training and nutrition certifications that allow you to do meal plans. Like I went to school for two years, and that's why I did the nutrition <clears throat> certification I did because it's like going back to school. Like it's a whole nother certification degree. It's not just like a weekend course and whatever. If you want to build a better knowledge around nutrition, sure, those courses are fine, but that does not give you the right to be telling people exactly what to eat and when to eat it. And I don't even use meal plans in my coaching because I don't find they're that helpful to begin with. Yeah. I mean, we can argue like what the, like the relevance of actually having a meal plan. Um, but yeah, th anyways, well, Let's get red flag one. Let red flag, red one, flag one. If plans. they're offering meal plans, you better be checking their certifications because well, I almost bet they're not allowed. I know that we've mentioned this before. Is that you know how many how many times have you ever legitimately been asked for your certification? I like by very a client, few, but I also think when I give my spiel when clients start yeah. with me. It's in, like, I don't say, like, oh, I'm a Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, holistic, but I'm, like, here's a brief background of me. Here's why I do yeah. what I do. So I think people kind of get it from my spiel, if that makes and, sense. And I do, I do have to wonder, like, how many people out there are coaching with, uh, with either zero certifications or with certifications that have lapsed? and they have not done the continuing education credits, you will not find a ton of certifications that do not require continuing education credits in some form. Um, and then if they're operating without a certification, that only leads me to think that they're also operating without liability insurance, which means that if something happens to you, I don't know what to tell you. Um, a lawyer is gonna be like, yeah, you can, well, yeah, you can sue them, but they don't like, I mean, trainers, if there's trainers who listen to this, if you don't have liability insurance, you better get it because if something bad happens. A lawyer is going to be like, I can't help you. You don't have insurance. Yeah, You're doing something you weren't supposed to be doing. What do you want me to say? Like a stingy lawyer will, or a, you know, a greasy lawyer will probably take you on just for the money, but like, you're not going to have any of that anymore. So, um, yeah. And and we've talked about that a few times, the fitness industry in general, just how unregulated it is and how like scary it can be at times. So 
I we've given this advice a billion times, but just make sure you get like good vibes from the people you're hiring yeah. and make sure you like stick around, follow for a while, ask questions. Like mm-hmm. I think I think we're really quick. There's so many options out there in the health and fitness world that sometimes we can be quick to just like jump from coach to coach. But yeah, make sure yeah. you're trusting who you work with. I have a few along the side of like coaches. Okay. I've been working with a lot of clients lately, which I'm very grateful that they are willing to give the fitness industry another chance. And I'm thankful that they came to work with me, but a few clients that have come from some not so great coaching situations, like coach trainer relationships, I'll word it that way. Um, And one big red flag I'm learning is that a lot of coaches don't ask permission to share things about their clients. Like I have had a couple women come and work with me and they're like, yeah, honestly, like I've had, I've worked with coaches in the past and whether it be like their progress pictures showing up on social media without permission or their progress pictures being shared, even though they're not working with that coach anymore. Um, And I just think full transparency, it's not something I paid as much attention to when I first started training now that i've shifted fully online my number one priority always is to make sure my current clients are comfortable and i just think there's a big gap a lot of the time of coaches not asking permission if they can talk about things they think because i shouldn't speculate but i assume it's because they their clients told them that and they're like well it's going to help me promote my business so i have the right to share it But if you're a client working with a coach, they should be asking to share your things, whether it's progress pictures or screenshot of something you sent to them Mm -hmm. or a conversation you guys had. Like those those client-coach relationships, a lot get shared sometimes. And you shouldn't be scared that it's going to get turned around and it all over social media. And and, I mean, what it comes down to is the simple idea of consent. Yeah. Right. Like if I'm going to share a test, when I ask people for testimonials, I do it on a Google form. And at the end of the form, or actually at the beginning of the form, it says, are you okay if I share your answers? And then the next question is, are you okay if I use your name? Because both of those things can exist with different answers. Yes, you can share my story. No, I don't want my name. Okay. I will use your initials or I will make a pseudonym for you. That's okay. Right. Um, and I mean, I don't share, I don't share photos because that's not really part of my brand. Um, but yeah, the simple, like I'm, so I'm working on a, I'm working on an email sequence right now for a little bit of a a lead magnet that I'm doing. It's a webinar that I'm going to be recording. And one of the emails I wanted to do a testimonial and I, I wrote it out and I was, and I sent it to my client who's actually not even working with me anymore. And I was like, hey, would you be okay if I used your story as part of this email? And she said, yeah, sure. And I was like, cool, here's a copy of it. Let me know if you want me to change anything. It was that simple. And you know what? If she had said no, I would have to be okay with that. Um, The other thing that I think um, I really have a lot of, uh, and this comes from working in like the healthcare industry, like working at a physio clinic and things like that, is I treat my clients 
um, stories, programs, names, everything with a little bit of a higher grade of confidentiality than a lot of trainers do. Um, I, I don't even share names with my partner. I'm like, if a, something about a client comes up, I might say something. But even if uh, someone was like, oh, do you know so-and-so? And they just happen to be a client. I'd probably just be like, oh yeah, I know them. But I would never be like, oh yeah, they're a client of mine. Because what if they don't want that person to know that? Mm -hmm. That's not my information to share at all. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's not something that tends to happen in fitness, but I think it should. Yeah, I just think it's, I don't know where it came from, if it came from most of us working online or social media becoming such a big part of running yeah. businesses, but it's just like that permission gets missed. And I'll, I'll admit when I've messed up too, like I shared a screenshot of something a client sent me a couple years back and I didn't really think much of it because I like cropped out her name and there was no personal details and I put it on my story and she reached out to me and she was like, hey, like it kind of makes me uncomfy that that was on your story. So I deleted it. Like it's not, it's no skin off my back. Like yeah. it's not make or break for me. I felt terrible because my last intent was to ever make her uncomfortable with that. Yeah. But it just goes to show that everyone has a different level of comfortability. And I also find as a coach, like most of the time, if you ask, it's a yes. You run yeah. into problems when you just assume yeah. it's yes. And even as a fat loss coach, I don't share progress pictures hardly ever. I'll share my own sometimes. Um, but that's because I choose to put myself on social media. And I think a big red flag in the fat loss world, too, is only ever sharing progress pictures. Like the coaches who only share mm -hmm. before and afters or transformations or however they want to word it. And that is their only tactic to like showing that they know what they're doing. Because you don't know what went on behind the scenes of those mm -hmm. pictures. You don't know a lot of the time how long it took to get there. Maybe they'll put the dates, but are those the actual dates? Who knows? We would yeah. hope so. And I think a big red flag in this industry is only showing the physical changes you're making or you're helping people make as a coach mm -hmm. and any other form of progress. Yeah. Um, so one of the ones that I wrote down uh, that has to do with coaching is coaches who work outside of their scope of practice. Now, we, I know we already talked about diet or uh, meal plans. Uh, I'm talking about doing hands-on manual work or massaging or anything like that. Um, personal training is, and it's, it's weird for me to talk about this as I now do, uh, you know, 95% not in-person work. Um, but we don't need to be touching people. If you are going to touch for people, we're going to go back to the C word, which is consent. So always saying like, is it okay if I put my hands here? Is it okay if I show you where the muscle is that I'm hoping that you're going to try to feel? Is it okay if I correct you? Is it okay if I move your body? Um, always obtaining that consent and not assuming that because you asked before, it's still yes. Even um, working with one of my good friends who's currently my coach we trained in person this week and he wanted to correct something i was doing and he asked me like as one of his friends even he was like is it okay if i touch you like it's that yeah. simple and it just might be because like that day maybe i don't want you to touch me even though you're one and of my good 
good friends. <laughs> and this, I have a, I have a story, a horror story about um, a trainer who I used to work in person with at a pretty well-known gym, and they were like basically giving their client like a trap massage to try and like I don't know what they were trying to do, but that person was not a massage therapist, not a physical therapist in any way, shape or form. So I'm just kind of wondering like, what do you, what do you think you're doing there? Um, you don't have the insurance to be manipulating the people's tissues. Um, I mean, obviously the client had, they didn't look uncomfortable, but like, that's just not something that personal trainers are certified to do. I don't care what you've done certification wise. Mm -hmm. um it just it was it was a very weird anyways yeah not outside of your scope of practice also along with that people who like did a bodybuilding competition that one time and then they're like oh yeah now i coach bodybuilders um i didn't actually start i've been running for over 20 years and i didn't actually start coaching runners until like two years ago maybe a couple here and there but not like giving like training plans so um yeah you actually do have to be like a coach of something to be able to coach it like that's i've always said thing. this just because just because you made it happen with your own body doesn't mean you're qualified to help other people make it happen with theirs. Yeah. because most of the time in that situation they only know what worked with for mm -hmm. them so if you're like hey that didn't work or, for me they're gonna be like uh well it worked for me so i don't know what else or like do. So. My my coach told me to do this, so that's what I'm telling you to do. That's yeah. also not cool. Um, and yeah, mine goes into not explaining why we're doing what oh. we're doing. Um, and I see this on social media too. It's not even a coaching thing. I think it's just an advice thing in general when people... I see it a lot in Facebook comments when people are asking for advice and it's just like well do this and there's no explanation as to why or how it's going to work or why you should try it or how it's going to help you um i think that's a big red flag because that makes me think you don't know why you're doing it or you don't know why someone else should be doing it in the first place um and it should be like a a science-based answer not well you should do it because i did it like that it's not good enough. Try again <laughs> with why yeah. I should be doing it. Um, what else we got in the fitness industry? I think um, that's a pretty short and sweet one. Uh, yeah, here's one that's here's well, one that is kind of short and sweet. So whether this is a coach or uh, even like uh, like a facility or something like that, if they're not giving you the cost up front. I would be questioning their motives because obviously it is probably overpriced. Um, one thing that we've been talking in our business mentorship about is being transparent, mm -hmm. right? This is what you're getting. This is how much it costs, whatever. I don't think when you, when you hide the cost, to me that comes off as very like you're, when you go to buy a car, and they're like, this is how much it costs. But then you get to the end of the paperwork and there's this and this and this and this. And actually it's this. 
Um, that's what that Jess makes is, me feel like. Jess is and triggering my like, 22-year-old brain because of buying cars, but continue. Jill's like, I can't, I can't talk about buying cars. But that is what it makes me think of. And so if that, if you are uh, inquiring about something and you can't find the cost anywhere, I would be very skeptical. Yeah, um, and I mean... Or it has to be like easily accessible. Like I, you can find my pricing for coaching if you look for it. If you ask me for it through DMs, you're not going to get it. I'll give you full transparency um, just because I have many different options of working with me. So you yeah. can book a free consultation call and we can go through it together. Doesn't cost you any money to figure out how much it costs to work with me. It's also an effort thing on my end. Like I just need that slight well, bit of effort from you. And then I'm happy to give you the full run. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not talking about like if somebody comes into your DMs and they're like, hey, how much does coaching cost? Because that's not a very specific question, right? I have yeah. we have we both have multiple offers at multiple price points. So then I'm gonna be like, well, like that really depends on what you're looking for. But I can't really recommend one of those if I don't know anything about you. Um, but like you said. If you go to my website, it's there. Mm -hmm. If you, if I am promoting something, like I just finished a one-on-one -on -one launch um, and I shared that it costs, and I'll tell you, it costs $200 every six weeks to work with me for one-on-one -on -one individual strength or run coaching. That is how much it costs. There is no secrets. There's no extras um, within that. This is exactly what you're getting. I, I don't think that the whole, I'm going to be vague. And then when somebody comments on the post saying, how much does it cost? Saying, I'm sending you a DM. That seems weird to me. You should be able to click on the post or click on the link and find out what the cost is. And you know what? If I'm going there, if I'm clicking on it and I see the price and I'm just like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Then... You haven't done your launch properly. You haven't talked to people about what the product is. People should know exactly what it is when you share your post of what the product launch is, right? Whether it's coaching, like people should know you, they should know about your coaching, they should know what kind of a coach you are, what you offer, all those kinds of things. Being secretive doesn't get you anywhere. It just makes it's people be like, now, then I'm, now I'm just looking because I'm being nosy. It's the same when you yeah. like go to a restaurant website and the prices aren't on there and you're just like, yes. well, I instantly know it's out of my budget. Like that's what I will always assume. <laughs> it doesn't make me want to go there. Like I'm just like, huh, well, I guess I'm not going to even inquire because I am somebody who thinks about money. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, and it's fine if things are out of your budget, but you should be able to figure that out in an accessible way. Um, I also think it's crazy the the turnaround times for working with a coach. Um, I think, I think the intake process slash the making your plan process should take a little bit of time. I've had, I've heard of people or even seen coaches post that they're like, Oh, sign up today and you'll have your program tomorrow. I'm like, how, how? what information are you basing that off of? Are you even talking to me before I do that? Do you know yeah. anything about my current routines, my life? anything so i think having too quick of that turnaround time is kind of a red flag in the that industry. to me says that they're giving you a generic program 
Yeah, that means I'm getting a six-week strength program that's probably a push-pull leg split, and you're going to give me 1,600 calories a day to eat. Like, I could probably guess what that program is going to look like without even getting it myself. Um, You get what you pay for, and the effort the coach is going to put into you, I think, has a big reflection of, like, what that coaching process is going to look like. So if you sign up for something and they send you your program within 24 hours, that's a little bit of a red flag on my end because I just don't know how that program got made in the first place unless mm-hmm. you've done like intake and stuff like that before, but I doubt it if they're being like, sign up today, get your program yeah. tomorrow. Um, yeah, and along with that, one of mine, I think this is turning into like a red flags for just coaching, but that's fine. I think it all comes um, everyone's hanging out on the internet looking at all the coaches do their things, so. So comes- one of mine is when people like burn bridges with clients. Um, we actually talked about this off the air, um, but um, either they're either making fun of their clients, bragging about firing clients, or um, basically just making fun of other coaches or whatever publicly. Um, now we all have a little judgy spill the tea streak, but, um, like I saw a post today that was like, I don't understand when my female clients say they can't get a hundred grams of protein in a day. Like what? I just eat two chicken breasts for lunch. I was like, that's not helpful. If your client comes to you and they're like, hey, I'm really struggling with getting my protein in, would you honest to goodness say to their face, well, I don't understand why it's so hard. I do it. Um, Yeah, because you're a fitness and things are mostly easier for us. We chose this life and this lifestyle. Somebody who you're working with didn't. So we've also had practice. I guarantee you those coaches aren't like, oh, I was born and ate 100 grams of protein a day. Like you've had to work up to that it would it would be like if somebody came to you and said you know what i'm really having a hard time making it to the gym like it just seems like the obstacle is too big like whatever and you're just like well you just have to do it that is not helpful at all like if somebody came to me and said that i would say okay let's look at what's feeling hard is it the actual act of going to the gym if it is Do you have enough that we can make do with at home for a little bit while we build this habit? Is it the fact that you go to the gym and you know you have to be there for 60 minutes? Is that what's holding you back? Are you nervous about your program? Do you feel confident in the exercises? Do we need to schedule a little video chat so that I can go over some of the forms so that you're feeling really confident? Like what is really going on here? Because usually the want to go to the gym or the want to work out is there. It's how do we get to that point? What mm-hmm. what What's the hard part? And I'm not just going to be like, well, yeah, it's hard. I don't know what your problem is. You just have to like get over it. That's not helping anybody. And that doesn't make that person want to coach with me at all. No. I. Uh, it's funny that you would say that like the hard side of it because I also think, and this goes outside of, coaches i think this goes for anyone who lives an active and healthy lifestyle is 
but it's easy to do all the time. Like outside of being a coach, just as me being a human being, it's not easy to keep your routines and keep your consistency and all these other things. And I had this conversation with a client the other day. I think sometimes we need to take a step back and look bigger picture. Okay, I don't really want to go to the gym today, but how am I going to feel once it's done? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, am I going to be glad I got to the gym? Like taking that step back and focusing less on like in this exact moment. But anyone mm -hmm. who like, oh, well, you just need to be consistent and it's easy. I've been consistent with working out for years and there's still days where it's not easy for me to get to the gym and my brain wants to talk me out of it and all these other things. Um, and I think it's okay that if it's not easy, I think that's mm -hmm. fine, human beings. But what are we going to do on the days where it's not easy? Do we instantly give in and be like, oh, well, I guess I'm not doing any of the things that make me feel good. I hope not. But yeah. if you're seeing someone post all the time or your friends are like, what do you mean? It's easy. Just like do it. That's like mm -hmm. Jess said, not helpful. And also like a huge red flag, I think, because like wh why mm -hmm. do you at least tell me why you think it's easy all the time. And I know my last one that kind of goes with that is like not walking the walk like being okay telling people that you had a tough day or wasn't easy to get to the gym or that you didn't have the best nutrition day like i think as coaches and as anyone who's like oh i live a healthy lifestyle we think we have to have it perfect all the time and if we don't we shouldn't be telling other people how to do it or we shouldn't be mm -hmm. helping people get there but i think reminding people that we're human beings too is important <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole thing about, and I don't really get this anymore because, well, I don't hang out with any other trainers except for you. Um, yes, I made the cut. And my, and my, <laughs> and my business mentorship people, but, um, but the whole, like, um, this, I think this really happens in more like big boxy gym environments is when the trainers are like, yeah, I, they didn't follow the program. So I fired them. Um, did you ever want to ask them why I, they didn't follow the program? Well, I mean, there's always that, like, but I think the real issue is that is that that trainer thinks that your client works for you. And that is, couldn't be more wrong. Like sometimes we do have to be adults and I do. I have those tough yeah, conversations but, with my clients sometimes too. Like, listen, I'm going to need you to be an adult for this thing. But if the program wasn't working, there's probably a reason and our yeah coaches is to help you find a program that is going to work but to yeah to just kind of you know be like yeah this isn't working like but i think for me think you know first of all if you if you market yourself truly and hopefully is i don't know if that's the right word if you're being authentic in your marketing you're going to attract the right people. Um, if you are being sort of vague, sneaky, that kind of thing, uh, and you're not really being true, you're not really showing your true self, you are going to attract people who are not the best fit for you. I It has been a very long time since somebody has done a console call or even filled in a training application that it hasn't been a hell yeah to work with that client. 
And well, I also think if you're like, because there's probably not a ton of coaches that listen to our podcast. Maybe there's, I don't know. But if you're let, on, let us podcast, know if you're a coach that listens to our podcast. We'll so it's probably not super helpful for us to be like, if you're a coach, do this, because there's probably not that many coaches listening. <laughs> but um, if you're on the client side of that, like, your coach is supposed to be there to help you figure out what's going to work. And if it didn't work, why? And what can we do instead? Um, so if you have a coach that's just like, ah, well, I offer this one type of programming. And if that doesn't work, you're on your own. We probably need to find a different coach. But I think, yeah, a big red flag is like, this is the program I offer. It's the only option. Better work yeah. for you. I think rigidity in those types of ways is a big red flag. So one of the other ones that I wrote down was if you, let's say you have an injury or something like that and the coach either just doesn't listen to you, right? So if you're like, yeah, my shoulder's been hurting with overhead movements and they program a whole bunch of heavy overhead movements, it's almost like they didn't read your check-in or listen to you at all. Um, or if they just sort of brush it off like, well, you just need to train harder, it'll probably get better. Um, the other red flag that goes along with that is if you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go see my physio and they're like, don't do that. Um, because that just shows me that they're afraid that now I will say that not all physios are created equal. And there are some that will be like, you just need to stop lifting. First of all, if you go to physio and that's the answer, that is a red flag in that direction. Um, but this sort of recently happened to me. I had a client who ended up having a pinched nerve. It was very painful. And they said, uh, I'm going to my doctor for pain relief. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I think we really need to get on top of this pain because you can't do anything with the level of pain that you're telling me you're in. Great. Went to the doctor. The doctor said, I want you to go see this physio. And I was like, okay, where is this physio? Who are they? Because what I did was I looked up the clinic and I was like, wasn't the type of clinic that I would send somebody to, but I was like, you know what? Maybe it'll be fine. And I said to my client, I said, Hey, when you go, let them know what you've been doing, what we've been doing, show them your program, take your phone, show them the app and tell them, I would love to have a conversation with them about your plan to return to activity. And do you know what? That physio emailed me and said, thank you for reaching out. I'm happy to work together. Let's get this person back to doing what they want to do. It's almost like telling somebody that you trust them and you want to work with them and be collaborative works. Yeah, and I think there should be a network in the health and fitness industry. And I think the fitness industry has gotten away from that a lot. Coaches think they can do everything all the time and they don't yeah. need a network of but people guess what? I'm not qualified to help somebody get over having a pinched nerve. I don't even know, like, I mean, yeah, like, I kind of know, but at the same time, like, the pain relief part of it, totally out of my scope. Well, and it's not like you can be like, oh, here's a cortisone shot or a prescription for pain meds. Like, you can't help with that anyways. <laughs> There's, there was literally nothing I could do other than be somebody that was supportive of my client's choices mm -hmm. and offer 
support and say, okay, so the physio said we're going to not do, you know, upper body, let's say for um, X amount of time while we're just doing like they gave them range of motion and things like that. And I was like, okay, like I can see like we really want to get stay as pain free as possible and see if we can keep you that way. Totally agree with that. And she and then she was like, but she said I could do any kind of lower body. And I was like, cool, let me program you a couple of weeks of lower body only. Let's go. Um, and yeah, was it fun? I, I don't know, but being injured sucks and, and looking for the little things you can do and kind of flipping that and be like, Hey, look, I know this sucks. Um, I was like, how about we throw in some extra walking? You can do as much walking as you want. And we did a little walking challenge. There was like a step goal challenge. There was a couple of challenges where I was like, Hey, when you're out on your walk, find something blue to take a picture of, send it to me. Like little things like that kept her engaged enough to get through that period of time. Cause I was like, you know what, in a few weeks, this will all be a distant memory. Yeah. And I think if we're not willing to collaborate and work together when it yeah. comes to the fitness industry, we're all screwed anyways. Cause totally. yeah, I've had a trainer that went to Nate, send me a couple clients for holistic. And then if I, have anyone in the Edmonton area that wants in-person training because I don't do that anymore. I'm happy to send them that way. And I mm-hmm. think life easier for us, the client, everyone involved. Um, I know this episode kind of went towards like red flags when you're looking for a coach or looking to work with someone. But if you guys have any red flags that have popped up for you, whether it's like Ooh, yeah. things you don't think are true or nutrition myths or like advice that has come up where you're like, uh, I'm not sure about that feel free to send them in to us. You can either DM us over at Lattes and Lifting Podcast. You can leave us a voicemail if you want to give us a rundown of a situation you've been in or something like that. And we can kind of decide if it's a red flag or not. If you're not sure on something, um, let us know. But I hope you enjoyed kind of listening to us run through what we view as red flags and what we kind of go, that's not right when we're <laughs> on social media. Um, yeah. If you need any support or help or need anything from me, you can find me at coachjail.april on TikTok and Instagram. And you can find me at JLAC Fitness. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.